Hey everyone, uh, welcome to the third episode of uh, Hot Leaf Juice. In a lot of ways, this is the first real episode where I reach out to another person in the world of tea and bring you our conversation. On this episode, I talked to Erin Wildman. Uh, she's the founder of Caravan Tea Company, which is an LA-based uh, online tea startup. Now, Erin and I, uh, we discuss her company, uh, what it's like starting a company at all, what she wants uh, for the future of, of her company and for, for tea in, uh, in America. Now, I met Erin a few weeks ago at the uh, LA Tea Festival, and after finding out that she was uh, interesting and approachable, I, I mentioned sort of sheepishly that I was close to starting a tea podcast, and I wondered if she would be interested in participating in an episode. Erin uh, uh, said yes, and she made time out of her very busy launch week schedule to be a guest on uh, Hot Leaf Juice for us, and I'm very glad to have had her uh, on as a guest. But before we get into the uh, actual interview, I just want to get some housekeeping stuff out of the way. I want to let you know that uh, the, just a few days ago, uh, Hot Leaf Juice has been added to the iTunes podcast directory. So in addition to our simple cast page, we are also available on iTunes. Uh, and if you are an iTunes user and you want to help the, a young podcast like this grow, you can leave a rating and short review on our iTunes page. That really helps with the visibility, and I would really appreciate it. And if you have a tea question or a comment about the show or something funny to say, feel free to email me at barryrdonnelly at gmail.com, uh, which will be spelled correctly in the show notes for you to just click on. And I will read some of them on the next episode in a listener mail section. So uh, now on to my conversation with Aaron. Hey, Aaron. Hey. This is Aaron Wildman. Aaron Wildman Hi, is the uh, the founder in, uh, of Caravan Tea Company, and uh, would you please tell me just a little bit about uh, Caravan Tea? I know you launched recently. It's been a pretty crazy week for you. Uh, just what's what's the really quick pitch for uh, Caravan Tea, and uh, why it's important to you? Sure. Yeah, Caravan Tea is a, a pretty cool experiment. It started off where we, uh, and by we, I really just mean me, and sometimes when I can. Uh, pull my fiance and uh, her as well. Um, kind of bring unique flavors in tea um, and a unique perspective to tea um, to people here in in Southern California and and right now just just the United States. Um, but originally, Caravan started off. Uh, I was I was just going to do single origin organic teas, and um, I realized I I really didn't have a passion just for that. Um, I, I had uh, I'd wanted to bring a little bit more adventure to the whole tea scene um, that's here because, you know, out, out where I am, I'm a little bit north of Los Angeles. Um, and out here we have one tea shop and it's it's not even a full tea shop. Um, it's kind of an herb shop and, and they've got some tinctures and things like that. And that's really the only place you can go to get loose leaf tea that isn't uh, a tea bana. And people don't know that tea can taste uh, or have a wide range of tastes. Um, so I, I, the whole impetus for Caravan was kind of to bring loose leaf culture up here um, in, in just a little bit, uh, kind of create a community around that um, where one currently doesn't exist. So yeah, we, we launched uh, this week our subscription program um, and we've existed for a, a little over two and a half months now. Um, and it's been it's been going really well. The reception has been great. Uh, people who like wine and craft beer and uh, kind of foodies are already really into it. Um, 
but the uh, the biggest compliment I still get is people will, will turn to me and go, I didn't know taste, uh, tea could taste like this. And uh, that's really exciting. Isn't so that an awesome feeling when someone says it's that? It's amazing. That's the best yeah, I've always when I was in, I, I've never ran a business like you, but I've been on the other side of a tea shop counter, and I love that sentence. All it's of the best feeling. Of, uh, what's your favorite? Or I don't know. What do you like? <laughs> yeah, that's a great. That's yes. a great sentence too. Yeah, I like your website a lot. It's nice and simple. It, it told me I look great today, which it, you do look great today, Barry. Really, you do really, really nice of your 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 web designer. Uh, did did you do that, or is that uh, uh, did you have a webmaster uh, kind of whip that up? Oh no, everything everything that's caravan, um, I built it except for the logo that I did I did outsource because my design is. Uh, you know, I don't want to put myself down this morning, but it's pretty awful. So, okay. <laughs> yeah, um, my background is in marketing and also in, in a little bit in digital marketing. So I did have a head start on that kind of side of the business stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, uh, it's all done uh, by yours truly. And uh, you do look good today, Barry. Oh, well, thank you. Uh, <laughs> you seem to be like the, I, as I clicked around your website, um, I noticed that it seems to be very, I guess the term I'm going to use is geography oriented in the sense that you talk about like where tea comes from and there's a lack of, I guess what I call orientalist imagery or health claims or anything mm -hmm. that is peripheral, but still very prevalent in tea, everything. And even the words you use in a lot of the, uh, the memberships evoke uh, a long journey or the language of traveling. Is that was that an intentional artistic decision on the part of the website design and the, the company, or is that just kind of a reflection of how you think about tea? I think it's a little bit of both, but it's very intentional. Um, there are a lot of shops uh, or even online shops that are very focused on a single country. So you'll you'll see people who are like, I'm an expert in Taiwanese tea. I'm a you know, come here for your Chinese teas. Mm -hmm. I um, I am not an expert in any particular country, um, which is both in the tea world kind of a setback because most of the people you you meet will will have you know an expertise. But um, since I don't have any of that background, I try and give all tea an equal footing. And the reason I don't have any uh, health information, I'm not trying to pump health benefits. I'm not trying to um, you know ev evoke nostalgia for a country I'm not from. Um, it's very honestly how I feel about tea and how I want others to approach tea in a casual um, and adventurous way. I want it to feel a little bit like you're traveling. Um, I know I say a lot, uh, and the tagline of the site is explore the world through tea, and I want people to be able to do that through terroir and through uh, the flavor and, and that kind of um, perspective rather than coming at it from, you know, uh, all you get is this one expertise. I, I want it to be an adventure, you know, and I'm, I'm glad that comes across. Yeah. Uh, so you said you were, um, you said you had a marketing background. Is that your, is that your main education? Well, I guess what's, what's the education and experience that has led you to starting a business uh, in 20, in 2016? Yeah, sure. Um, so, yes, my background is uh, in marketing. Um, I went to school for, for uh, well, I went to business school for marketing and information systems. So I guess, uh, you know, a mild IT background, more in database and things like that, um, and in marketing. And I ended up working in higher education and then in finance. Um, 
for a few years. And uh, they're both very, uh, I would almost say, like, aggressive professions. Um, finance is openly aggressive, um, but marketing is less so. You know, um, it's very pretty, but it's still quite an aggressive field. Um, and I and I got into tea, and I didn't. I don't think I got into tea because of this, but it has kept me here, and it has made me want to do this business. Is that all of the people who I have met so far? You know, not to say that everybody is like this, but everyone I have met so far, when I have met other competitors and other vendors and things like that. Um, our first reactions together are, how can we collaborate? How can we experiment? Um, how can I help you? And that is really weird for me, um, and I love it. I absolutely love it. And I like the idea of innovating in a field that is so historical and culturally significant across the world. Um, so, yeah, I guess I kind of went on a tangent there, but my background is in marketing, so it allows me to kind of do some of the um, more important things in getting the word out um, and in doing things like creating my own website and, and you know, I write all my own emails and I do all of that stuff myself. Um, well, that comes but, across in the, the descriptions of, uh, of T. Like, there's a lot of personality just sort of oozing through the website. Uh, oh, good. So I, I think that's... That's a that's a great signature, and hopefully you'll never you know you never lose that. So like, what do you want? I mean, imagine five five years have passed. Uh, like, what do you want Caravan T to look like? What's an as What's an attribute that it ha- doesn't have now that you think you'd like it to have in the coming years? Custom T. So um, I love that right now Caravan is all about finding farmers and. Um, kind of bringing that real single origin feel to people who haven't experienced that. But within the next five years, to be able to offer something new. So either uh, custom teas uh, from farms around the world or making uh, and roasting custom teas, almost like they do, uh, you know, they, green, they bring in green uh, coffee beans and you have roasteries all over kind of doing that with tea and there are some farms that are starting to open up where they'll they'll ship you the leaves um and you can kind of experiment on your own and and be creating teas like that um so that's kind of where i want to to bring caravan to is to the point where we are allowing people to explore the world and we're also creating new things for them to explore um at the same time yeah that's very exciting uh, I, I can't think of anybody. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't. I've heard. I've known that you can buy uh, sort of very small bamboo roasters for mm-hmm. like, yeah, kind of marketed towards like, oh, if you have stale tea, this will turn it into a mildly okay. <laughs> right. Right. Uh, Re-roast roast your tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Make it palatable again if it's stale. But uh, it sounds like what you want to do is you want to bring one aspect of the processing that's done uh, exclusively overseas uh, and bring it bring it stateside. Uh, do you have any, have you, have you traveled to uh, any countries that have tea farms to be visited, anything like that uh, yet? I have traveled to countries that have tea farms, um, but I have not actually been to one. Um, I have been to Thailand, uh, which has tea farms. I have been to New Zealand, which has a tea farm. Um, Canada has a tea farm. If anybody who's Whoa. listening to this didn't know that, yes, wow. there is, is one. They will not sell me their tea, but I will not give up. Um <laughs> Um, 
Scotland has uh, three tea farms. I say farms very uh, lightly. They're they're very very small, hmm. um, and and more and more kind of emerging estates. Uh, Australia has tea farms, um, but I do want to start going on origin trips. Um, but I have just been searching for origin trip buddies because it's never as fun to just go alone. Uh, a single perspective on the world is kind of dull, you know. That's very true. Uh, yeah, it, traveling alone uh, is just not, it's just not the same when you have somebody with you. <laughs> yeah, totally. So, you know, there are, I know there are some people who are, who are attempting to grow tea and even as, as close by as, as like Northern California. Uh, mm-hmm. Have you, have you, have you heard about, oh, what was his name? Roy? Roy Fong? Roy, uh, yes. Roy Fong is trying to do it in a, in a, I think a, like a secret tea garden. I don't know so much about that, but nobody knows exactly where it is other than that it's near San Francisco. Um, they have uh, an island off of Oregon is growing, and then they also have some tea growing in Seattle and in Michigan. Um, I also believe Alabama has some tea starting. Um, have you ever heard of Beverly Wainwright? Beverly Wainwright? No, I haven't. Who's she? Um, she used to work in Sri Lankan tea gardens, and I believe she is starting some tea estate in the south like i think it's alabama i could totally be wrong well i know there's tea um, grown in uh the coastal south carolina yes yeah the charleston plantation yeah. but they, they're owned by bigelow and they they're their own brand like they would yep no i've actually been to that farm uh it's fun for like an hour yeah it's not I, very I, I want to go but i don't know how much i'll get out of it tell you charleston is worth the trip Mm. Uh, I used to live there. Uh, oh, it's okay. The most amazing food city, if you just if you just like food, like it's the most amazing food city that I've been to in the country. And I, the only the only thing I could, could compare it to that might beat it in terms of just quality would be like a New York City type place, just because wow. of the huge number of people. The city of Charleston has done a really good job of uh, holding on to their culinary traditions. Like it's been like a political thing with the city council and the mayor to not to like they have one olive garden and it's in like north county and that's on purpose because they're trying to keep their collection of historic five-star restaurants that are just mind-blowing i i i let people know about charleston anytime it comes up because i lived there for a couple years and it is an amazing city with amazing food and the tea plantation on kiowa island is just a blip is the blip on the radar as far as like great things to do in that city so Interesting. Well, I never knew that. So thank you, thank you for uh, you know giving me the insiders, uh, the insiders guide. Oh, no problem. Uh, so what's your uh, Aaron? What's what's your tea community like? Like, is your tea community is it a, is it people around you in like north of LA or is it more of an online? Do you have more of a Instagram email friends? Like, what's 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 Aaron's tea community like? Yeah, so I think it would probably be split between just friends uh, that I have who love tea um, and who will will get together and just have, you know, basically a tea tasting, but just between friends and we'll go through, you know, five to 15 teas depending on the day and how much time we have. Um, And kind of online, you know, um, I do love Instagram um, as far as being able to adventure through the world of tea. but I don't, I don't do as much like tea blogging and that kind of stuff. Um, I do read some, um, especially when it 
it's for kind of researching a particular item in tea. There's so much tea information online. I think yeah. people don't understand like the volume of, of tea information that there is available. Um, and I think that's because of a lack of, of interest. So the, the key is getting people interested, you know, first, uh, education, second action, obviously third. So, um, as far as tea community up here, it's, it's very small. It's, uh, you can, you can find a few people milling about at that one tea place I was, I was talking about. Um, but that's pretty much it. It's, it's very, uh, touch and go. So hopefully we can, uh, start to foster one up here. Um, when we start doing tastings and things like that at, at cafes. Yeah. One thing that's, I think true of everybody who's involved in tea as a career, but I think not just as a career, but even as a hobby, one burden, or if you want to call it that, that I think we all share is the community, the uh, educational mission of a tea mm-hmm. business is, has to be a, a part of your strategy. Uh, it yep. seems like there's so much room for growth. And if you don't have at least some conception of how you are going to integrate into the education tea at the emerging tea education system either with customers or with suppliers and and you know what however your your network works uh you're probably gonna have a bad time so it's great to hear you you say education yeah i mean it's a it has to be a cornerstone um especially right now i it's almost like uh you know you can you can sell people wine and they can just drink the wine and they'll be fine um but when you know about something Um, When you know why it tastes that way, uh, it makes the experience that much better. And I think uh, at least our our generation is very focused on experience Mm -hmm. and they appreciate that and they want that. They demand that from their products and their services. So it's um, it's a it's absolutely an integral part of any any tea business strategy that's going to attempt to be successful right now. And, and how did you get uh, tea educated? Was there a moment when tea kind of clicked for you that you knew that this was something you wanted to seriously think about as a hobby or as a career? Was there a was there a tea moment when you had a great tea or anything like that? Yeah, I mean, I, I'm sure that you know this, and that people who have uh, who have ventured into the world of tea who are listening to this will will know that moment when you have um, a particularly fantastic tea, and your entire body reacts to it where you just, you have that moment of, whoa. Um, sometimes that's with an oolong. A lot of people will have that with an oolong um, or with a puer or with a particular flavor that comes up. Um, I've had those moments with a lot of tea, and that's kind of what I, I try and bring uh, to people when I talk about you know getting the unique flavors and all that. But my tea moment um, was not alone. I was at the, um, the Los Angeles International Tea Festival two years ago, um, and it was, uh, we went to the tea small yay class that James Norwood Pratt puts on. Mm-hmm. And he was there with, with Devin Shaw, who, who was running the show at the time. And, um, we went through the whole tea small yay and we were, we were learning, uh, more in depth things that, you know, my internet research on tea had not brought up or my conversations with, with tea people hadn't, hadn't touched upon. And I went, wow, you know, this is, this is actually really, really cool. And, um, and I enjoy learning about this. And then we went out into the exhibition hall and I started meeting people who were wholesaling tea and um, uh, just all kinds of different tea vendors. And they were all just really nice people. Um, and it kind of clicked for me that that could be something I could do. And it, it wasn't probably until another um, 
five or six months later that I, I seriously considered, you know, quitting my job and, and going into tea. Um, but that was kind of the first moment when I saw the tea community actively uh, engaged in business. That's when I knew it could be real. Hmm. Wow. So, you know, we, you and I uh, uh, met uh, at the LIT festival that just happened to mm-hmm. you, uh, this year. So now you've been on both sides of that booth, right? I, you were, when I saw you, you were on the other side of your caravan mm-hmm. tea booth and, and it seems like you interacted with a lot of people, but you, you've also been a guest. Uh, what's the big difference? I guess, what's it like on the other side of that? Of the table? Yeah. Um, well, thankfully not all that much. Um, I still get to meet a lot of really cool, uh, tea people, um, tea friends, that's kind of a thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and in this case, this year, you know, when, when I was a vendor, I, I got to meet you and I, I got to meet a bunch of other um, really people who are super interested in tea, not just kind of as a, as a hobby, but who have a passion for tea. And that for me is really exciting um, to meet people who, who love tea as much as I do, but also to meet other vendors who are interested in pushing tea forward and doing new things in tea and experimenting um, and who, again, their first reaction was super positive. Like, let's do something together. Let's help each other. Let's um, let's do something awesome. That, that was really cool. So um, I highly recommend it either way, either going to a show or, or, you know, hosting at a show either way. That's great. It's, it's great to hear that you have such a great uh, uh, professional uh, network and and you're not the first person I've heard who have said that uh, the tea professional community uh, is just so positively oriented. Mm-hmm. Not that we don't have a little bit of uh, drama and friction in in the in the in, in the internal you know sort of game of tea bloggers and tea re- retailers you know gushu wars aside. <laughs> but yeah, sure, uh, sure. It, it's it's overwhelmingly a positive community. Uh, overwhelmingly, even even amongst competitors, which is just great. So great to hear to hear that uh, that you're having that experience as well. Uh, you know what, what? Now that you you uh, now that you're up and running, uh, what is I guess your pitch as a company? Uh, to new tea drinkers or to people who are maybe only drink a little bit of tea and are, are wanting to take like a further step. What's your mm-hmm. pitch to them versus how you would approach uh, people who are either older or just more experienced in sort of in, in tea and, and maybe kind of know what they want? Uh, what I guess, how would you pitch to either of them? And, and is do you think that you, you have an easier time attracting one clientele or the other? Or do you not know yet? It's too It's too early in your career. It's not too early, actually. Um, those are two very different types of people. Um, they're both great, um, and they're and they're both challenging, but they're challenging in different ways. Um, when you're talking about selling, um, it's obviously very much easier to sell to a, a community who's experienced in tea, because when I bring unique flavors, they understand that they are unique. Um, so I'll have a you know a, a range of samples out, and people who let's say they're really into pours. Um, I'll have a couple of very different pueres out, and they'll they'll recognize this. Um, and so it's much easier uh, on that side because there's that common ground and there, there's that passion already, right? Um, the people who are not into tea, those are, I wouldn't say my favorite, but my favorite challenge, right? Mm-hmm. Whereas I, I love to kind of get into the specifics of tea with people who already understand it. I love to introduce people and to educate people about tea, Um and that's where kind of the most uh, active active sales goes in 
you know, because you you really want them to understand how special what you're selling is. Um, otherwise, does it really matter if you're just selling them more tea? That's that's not a that's not a goal that at least we have, you know. Um, so when you do approach people who don't maybe have as much of an understanding about tea, it's really important to get them to understand the groundwork. The number one question or, or kind of remark that I get when I start talking about tea to people who have maybe only had a tea bag um, or who enjoy teas from conventional suppliers um, or places like Tivana is I'll go, tea is one plant. You know, it's only this one Camellia sinensis. Pretty much you're really only going to find Varus sinensis or Varus samica, you know, on the market. And they go, I'm sorry, what? Um, and you have to kind of back up the discussion because they think that mint is also a tea because, you know, they've tagged tea onto so many herbs and so many, so many things that we would consider herbal or tisane. Um, so that's always fun because people, it's an easy concept to grab onto. Um, and so people feel like they've immediately learned something. And that is always so fun. I love when people's light, like eyes light up and, and they go, wow, that's actually really cool. And I get that. Um, and then you can kind of go on to other things like, um, you know, there are six basic types of tea and, and then you can go a little bit further and experiment and say, hey, look, no judgment. Just try whatever you want. See, see what flavors you enjoy. Right. Like even today, I am not a huge fan of green teas. It has to be an exceptional green tea for me to like want to drink it on a regular basis. Um, and I only know that because I've tried, you know, probably 70 or 80 different green teas, many different styles. And I had to come to the realization that I was like, you know what? I only like two or three of these. Um, but I will drink any puerh you put in front of me. I will drink any oolong you put in front of me. Um, I have a deep, deep passion for black tea, um, probably because I'm from the Western world, but also because I've taken the time to kind of just not judge it and, and have fun and kind of experiment in that world. And that is the experience that I, I want to pass on to all of my customers, you know, even the ones who have more experience, but that it gives me such great joy to introduce new people uh, to that and to just watch them have fun, you know? Yeah, that is a, that's a great feeling. And you, and you brought up an important distinction in what you were just saying. I think there's, it's one experience to tell somebody about oolong tea who has never heard that word before, uh, mm -hmm. like tea. And that's probably a very easy sell. Like, oh, it's a new tea. You should try it. It's, it's quite another, and I think a far more revelatory experience uh, conceptually to have somebody who's familiar in the West, familiar with black tea, had it mm -hmm. their whole life, uh, and then give them a, a black tea that is completely different from anything they've ever had, like a, like a Yunnan black tea, right? Something that's mm -hmm. just, that is just not available at any Western grocery store. Right. Ever. Uh, and to see the change, like black tea, which is something I liked and thought of as one thing, can is it really like five different things? Mm -hmm. <laughs> you, or more, like you know? Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And now I just really want some you know, black tea. But I know, right? I thank you for that. <laughs> I'm, cl I'm clean out. I have. You're uh, clean out? Oh, you know, black tea? Yeah, I, I have some Taiwan 18 um, that I just got, but I don't have anything else. That's all right. Yeah, I'll forgive you this time. Okay. But don't Next don't time. tempt me again. You know, if you're at, if you're if you're just at home and uh, it's late and everyone no one's home or everyone's asleep uh, and you want to make some tea, how do you? Uh, what do you what do you make and how do you make it? 
Gosh, that is, I've been pondering that question for the last probably uh, 18 hours since you, since you tipped me off to that one, because that is probably the, the hardest question I'll answer. Um, I make tea all kinds of ways, and um, it really just depends on what I have available. Um, so if I have a clean, regular, just teapot, uh, I will make it that way. If I have a gaiwan out, gaiwan is definitely my favorite way to make tea. I think it's beautiful. I think it's um, a very relaxing experience. Um, but it can also be quite painful. And if people are sleeping, you don't necessarily want to drop it um, if you start to scald yourself. So if people are sleeping, a teapot. If I have some time, I will either gaiwan. Um, if I have it available and I buy myself uh, some nice matcha, I will make that. Um, but I'm, I'm also one of those people who if I make one matcha, I'm probably going to make two or three and consume them all at once, which never goes very well for me, but I can't stop myself. It's a lot. (laughs) It's so much. Yeah. Um, but I just, uh, I love making tea. I like making tea for people. I don't generally, um, I mean, I drink a lot of tea alone when I'm working. Um, but I prefer to have tea with other people. You know, it's that community aspect for me is very special with tea. Um, and you know, I don't, I don't have a particularly good answer to this question. Um, but I think my most preferred way to drink tea is with others. Um, and it doesn't really matter. Yeah. It doesn't really matter what I'm making it in. That's the best answer. (laughs) You passed the trick question there. Thank you, Barry. So you have a consumer facing like, like website, right? And that's, a one-way interaction, I guess. Like you make a website, and then the person somebody visits it, and they and they interact with it. It sounds to me like you have a lot of uh, interest in the the face-to-face uh, mm-hmm. human interaction with 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 your with your clients and and with uh, other people. So, aside from having the website, is there a uh, like a physical mission? Is there a is there a a, a strategy for meeting people where they are physically uh, that you have? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, you're absolutely right in that the website is kind of one way. Um, and that is, it's uh, unfortunate, but it's because I don't currently, you know, have the, the capital to have like a tea bar um, that I absolutely will do one day um, so that I can, you know, meet people face to face all day, every day, because I just generally like people. But um, the strategy right now is that we will be doing fairs like the one we met at. And then we'll be doing um, farmers markets and things like that until we can get a pretty solid consumer base up. Um, and then we'll go forward, you know, we'll, we'll test the waters on actually having uh, either a semi-permanent or a permanent space. Um, and we'll also be doing tastings at, at cafes around town and, and probably in, more in L.A. Um, where they have, you know, more people basically to, to come to these things. Um, but... But I think my my favorite is going to be doing um, caravan events. I, I really, really had a great time uh, throwing the launch party. And that was basically kind of a thank you to people for being so supportive, either in buying tea or just emotionally and saying, hey, you, you can do this. Because when you run your own business, no matter what it is, tea, tea or not, um, it is an emotional roller coaster where um, at one time you will feel excessively successful. Like you you just you killed it you own the world and literally not 10 minutes later you can feel like you have uh you've bottomed out and you you failed and you 
have to have like such a strong support system to kind of get through those moments, especially when you're starting. So the, the launch party was kind of like a thank you for that. Um, but I loved having people come together who were um, like-minded, uh, even outside of tea and being able to kind of connect them through tea um, as tea has been used for millennia to do. Um, so that will be another way other than the straight up tea, you know, conventions and events that they have and also tastings. Um, and the last way is not as, you know, face to face, but we will also be selling through cafes, like as their tea, they'll have a caravan tea menu. Um, and we'll be able to push people to those, to those locations. So those are usually smaller independent cafes and, um, people that I love working with because they're so passionate about maybe not tea, uh, maybe they're passionate about coffee or wine or cheese or chocolate. Um, but whatever it is, it all goes together and creates a community space where tea can theoretically be enjoyed. So um, that's kind of where we're at right now in, in, in our strategy to give you an inside peek. Um, yeah, I know that's a little complex. I'll, oh, I'll, that's, I'll stop that's great there. great to hear. No worries. So, so Monday, Monday you had uh... – a, a pretty a pretty cool event, right? You had a big, was it a thank you event for, for early customers and supporters? Is that what happened on Monday? Yeah. So it was it was supposed to be like the launch of the company um, after a couple months in business, kind of after we got some of the initial kinks worked out. And uh, and then the next day we were sending out the, the first of the subscription, the membership boxes, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so that launch event was kind of to celebrate you know, we've made it this far. We really appreciate your support. You know, come just have have some tea with us. Um, I did a demo on matcha. I did a demo um, for um, both Shang and Shu um, brewing it in different methods. I had some Scottish uh, smoked tea that was there, so people got to to taste kind of what that is like, which is magic. I am a big, big fan of Scottish tea right now. Um, do you ever get in those tea obsession ruts where you just have to have that particular type of tea? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. It's, it's been going on for like four years now. It's oolong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it can get pretty bad. So yeah, um, but it was it was a celebration um, and a, and a thank you at the same time. And um, yeah, because a lot of the people who were who you know became members and and have those boxes were there, so I was able to kind of thank them, and and that was very special for me. And I hope for them as well. That's awesome. That's great that you were able to 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 host that. So you know, early on, early earlyish on in 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 the launch of your of your company. So speaking of, I guess your company and and the early you know sort of early customers and clients, like your the way Caravan Tea is set up from what I've been able to gather is that it's a subscription mm-hmm. in addition to an a la carte store, and you have three tiers of subscriptions. Um, mm-hmm. That's is that, that that sounds like a pretty hot idea recently? Uh, is that always been the conception for Caravan Tea to do the subscription levels, or how did that come about, and and, and where do you want to go with that? Yeah, so that's a really good question, actually. Initially, Caravan Tea was only a subscription, um, and I started doing a lot more research, and and this was very very early on, probably about uh, you know between May and June, and um, it it wasn't going to be able to pull in enough because nobody knew who I was right and uh nobody knew the teas that I was going to be presenting right Vietnamese don't have teas don't have a huge following here in the United States Scottish teas don't have a huge following here because nobody knows that they exist so where I thought it was a great idea I I you know had to be like hey that's that's it's not time yet for that kind of stuff um so I tried to change it into 
even even the membership boxes, the subscription boxes, are an educational experience, right? So the first box is the explorer box, and that's kind of getting people used to tea. It's not so important about tasting the different the the different uh, terroir. It's about hey, this is a type of green tea. This is another type of green tea. Can you tell the difference? Um, very basic level it comes with a, a, I wrote a T101 booklet from all the different tea research I had been doing. Is it the one um, you had at the, uh, the festival? Yes. Yeah. Which some people thought was the brochure and would just walk away with. And then I had to awkwardly be like, Hey, I'm so sorry. That's a thing that I sell. Oh. <laughs> really, really sorry. But yeah. Um, if it hadn't taken me a very long time to write, I, I would feel better about just giving it away. But, um, well, it's very you know, it's cool. my it's condensed version. Cool. It's only what, five or six Oops. pages? Yeah, it's very high level, um, but it gets people uh, in tune with tea really fast. And that's the goal is to know just enough to be able to enjoy it uh, a little bit more, right? And and not try and cram all kinds of different knowledge that maybe they don't need or want yet um, and just kind of delicately tiptoe them into the waters. Um, so that's that, that, that's that box. Um, the adventure and the founder boxes are actually very similar. The only difference is that the founder box also has either um, tea-related art or uh, ceramics or, or things like that because I want people who want to have that full experience be able to have that. But that's also a very limited availability. Um, I'll only have 50 of those ever. Um, so unless somebody drops out at a certain point, you know, nobody will, nobody else will be able to to have those items. Um, but the teas that go in them are exactly the same. And those are teas from around the world. Those are, you're getting, you know, uh, a brand new green tea from Lao Cai in Vietnam, uh, a Scottish tea, a Canadian tea. I'm not giving up on that. Um, a, you know, U.S. tea, a, an experiment that we were able to make, you know, when we get fresh tea leaves in. Hey, we think this is amazing. What do you think? Um, stuff like that comes in the adventurer box, right? Along with some classic favorites. You're going to get some puer. You're going to get some... Um, fantastic oolongs we're, we're finding more and more. Um, but it's kind of stepping people gently up into the world of tea and tea appreciation, if that how, makes how sense. How much tea comes in these boxes? I don't remember seeing any, like, is it a couple of ounces a month? Or yeah, something? so I had it on there, and then somebody told me to put cups instead of the sheer amount, which is, um, again, that's a different way of thinking between um, people who have never been into tea and people who uh, are super into tea mm. people who are super into tea know what two ounces means people who have never had tea want to know how many cups that they can get out of it because they're thinking in terms of tea bags and things like that um so i changed it to be the number of cups so you can get, get between 25 and 30 cups of tea out of every box um but you can extend it further depending on obviously what's in it if it's a lot of black tea, you're going to get less cups. If it's a lot of oolongs or puerus, you're going to get more cups. But um, it's between two and three ounces, generally. Um, and it also depends on how expensive the tea going into it is um, wholesale. You know, right. And, and, and there's uh, usually those tea subscription, the other ones I've been a part of, there's usually been some kind of a, a little bit of wiggle room, right? Like if you might get less tea, but like it was harder to get a hold of. And right, right. It customers depends. Customers appreciate that as long as it's not every month. <laughs> Right. Yes, exactly. Um, I, I would hate to be like, you only get 75 exact grams of this and then not be able to offer them an experience that I think would be really meaningful or powerful for them. And that's I think that's one of the best ways to approach tea, tea subscription boxes, because if people want something, they can get it from mm -hmm. you or from somebody else. So you have to offer, right. you know, you have to I mean, 
you have to offer an experience and you have to offer a surprise. In a lot of ways, it's kind of a surprise. I actually don't like it when somebody on a T, a T internet community or blog, like if I see uh, a T subscription box open that I'm subscribed to, like if they get it before me, I'm like, oh, spoilers. <laughs> it it. Oh, no. I know. There's, there's HR in this one? Oh, we haven't had HR in a long time. <laughs> Us Americans, we like black boxes. We like uh, the mystery box experience. We really do. So you uh, you work with, uh, you do supply some teaware. Uh, you have at least, you have one artist uh, who sells with you now, but you're looking for others, right? You're looking for other artists? Yes, yeah. I mean, um, and not just ceramic artists. I have a, a great passion for, for ceramics. So they were, you know, my kind of go-to. And they, it's also easy to associate, okay, cup, tea. You know, it's, it's a very easy leap there but um painters poets um people who do metalwork woodwork all kinds of different craftsmen i'm I'm interested in working with and i'm starting to reach out to a, a bunch of uh new artists uh but yeah and and if any artists are listening to this and they're interested in doing um, a collaboration you know um i am absolutely open to that um but the the art piece was actually part of the first concept um, and being able to kind of extend the reach of independent artists um, is very important to me just personally. Um, so I'm, I'm so excited to be able to uh, increase their, the support of their art through my business. Yeah, and I, I, that's great to hear because we, we do need to support uh, Western tea artists, tea ceramicists uh, and potters because uh, we don't buy their stuff they're not gonna you know it's, if it doesn't sell they're not gonna right make you it. can't go we, on we can we can only buy gaiwans from from asia right like we can only yep. get it's very very difficult you can find in in england and and uh australia they have a lot of people who are interested in making teaware but in the u.s not so much it's uh it's kind of a custom commission type of thing you have to reach out and be like hey can you maybe build this for me so yeah absolutely the support's so vital so what like what now that you've successfully launched a business what's like the one thing i think you've learned from that experience that you had just no idea would would be something you would learn uh, prior so probably being uh being flexible right so my my initial uh idea for caravan was very very limited and in order to kind of make a successful business i had to be very flexible and just i, I knew it was coming i knew i would have to listen to to my customers and to my market um, but the, the internal pushback, you know, oh, that's not what I think my brand should be. Um, you kind of have to get over that. You, you have to exist, you have to sell. Um, so we will be opening, um, kind of a, a small sub brand called the herb chest, which will have, uh, which will still be on the caravan. I hope you, you get the caravan pun there, but, um, it will offer pure herbal tea. Um, I, I even hate to call it herbal tea, but just pure herbal things you can boil, um, chamomile, mint, uh, stinging nettle, things like that. Um, because people want that people absolutely want things that are not just tea. They consider you also a spice company and all of these different things. So, um, kind of, you have to be willing to bend to their will. You have to still maintain what you are doing and make sure that you push forward in that, but also be flexible. So that's been an interesting learning um, experience. That and shipping. Hmm. Shipping is just such a thing. Yeah, you brought up, a, I think, a really important 
important point with 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 that answer there uh, that tea as a word in English in America specifically tea as a word in America means something that it does not mean uh, overseas either in English yep. or in in another language I think when someone says cha uh, there's no ambigu ambiguity about what you're talking about uh, yep. tea is just an entire is just a bigger linguistic concept over here it's just a bigger thing and so being a Camellia sinensis vendor is inherently this kind of uphill battle a little bit because you have to define yourself by cultural terms that don't really translate, even if you can literally translate the word mm -hmm. uh, and, and have a version of that over here. Uh, has that been, so it, it sounds like that was a, I guess, a, a, was, it, was that a conflict or a challenge you had? That's, I mean, you, you, gave the, you gave the solution, which was to have a sister company, uh, or herb box? I've already forgotten. No, that's okay. It's called the herb chest. Herb chest. So yeah, any any like uh, you know, I've been toying around with names. So if people listen to this and they're like, oh, that's not what it's called on the website, I'm I'm sorry, but I'm not that that sorry. Um, but I think anything that isn't going to be uh, tea or um, you know Camellia sinensis will be in a chest of some sort so that it can still technically be you know on the caravan. Um, but it's not part of the main brand. Um, but we will still offer it for people who want it. Hmm. Um, but my, my, the, it was a challenge because I'm not an expert in uh, chamomile. I am not an expert in mint. Those are both very different plants, right? My expertise is in Camellia sinensis. So for me, it was, it was difficult because I didn't want to um, – I didn't want to offer something I couldn't absolutely verify the quality of, right? Like I, I take the quality of my teas very, very seriously and I will not offer something even if it's another herb if I can't offer the same kind of quality and make sure that that comes, you know, with the promise that our teas do. So for me, that was a challenge to kind of get over mentally and be like, hey, this, this is actually a good thing and, and you should try this and and being able to offer that to people is is actually kind of exciting, um, but yeah, that was a that was an uphill swim, as one might say. Hmm. Uphill swim, okay. That's an uphill mean. swim. So it wasn't super hard, but it it wasn't the most fun. I like that analogy. Thank you. So, if anybody listening uh, wants to uh, become more engaged, either in the tea community or to even join the tea business community. Uh, Given given the experience you've had, just kind of starting it up uh, from the, from the beginning, uh, is there anything you wish you, you would say to somebody in that position that you wish you would have heard? Uh, not even necessarily straight regular advice, but just general impressions of what it's going to be like. Sure. Yeah. I mean, it's very popular right now to get into the business. I think that up, the upswing, especially here in the United States, right now is. Um, has been continuing for a few years, so it's kind of a good time. So that's a pretty good question. But um, excuse me, I think that the advice I would give is know what you want to do differently. If all you're planning to do is open up a website and sell loose leaf tea, you're going to have a hell of a time. Um, if it's something that you're just doing as a hobby, fine, totally do do what you're going to do. Um, but know what it is that you want to bring to tea, or don't do it at all. Um, it's just going to be a waste of your time. Just enjoy tea with friends. Um, do it, do it that way. But if you know what you want to bring, if there's something special, if there's something new, 
uh, do it, do it. Don't, um, don't question it too much. Do, do your research, make sure you um, know how you're going to bring this new thing to the market. Um, but there's a very supportive community, um, uh, even of vendors to kind of help you get through the first stumbling steps. Um, so my advice would be to, to know what you want to do differently, go for it. Um, if you can, you know, some people can, some people can't, um, but, uh, just be prepared to, uh, kind of adapt, you know, it's what we all do every day, just kind of adapt to the situation and, uh, do what, you, do what you have to do to get your vision out there. Much earlier in this conversation, you mentioned that one of the original, uh, part of the original conception for Caravan Tea was to source uh, organic tea. And uh, I didn't see very many organic tea products on your website, but you did mention like- Good eyes, rundown. Barry. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry? I said good eyes, Barry. Yeah. I, you did mention on your rundown of any tea, you know, any tea like where it's from and, and what it's called, uh, what, and that there is an, an organic section, and you say no conventional, no traditional right. uh, uh, farming. Uh, have you found that it's that that's been finding organic tea has been difficult, or for, you know, or, or that explaining to customers the, the I mean the reality that there's not a lot of USDA certified organic tea on the market at all anyway. Right. Uh, and so this is such a good methods, question. You know, are are or what they are, right? Like that's an aspect of your educational experience. So what's that been like so far? Yeah, this is a really, really good question. So initially it was, I wanted to have a bunch of organic teas. It's very popular in this area. Um, I mean, organic in general is becoming more and more popular, but it's super hot uh, up here. And so I wanted to be able to offer that because I knew that regardless of what it tasted like, um, and this was very, very early on in my research, that it would sell. And as I went through and as I learned more about tea, I just couldn't do that. I couldn't just sell something. Um, I was no longer interested uh, in doing that. So as I went through and I, uh, you know, I, t- I taste every tea that I sell um, more than once before it gets onto my website or it goes into my boxes. Um, and nothing that I've rated, you know, on a scale of one to 10 below a seven gets sent out. And the thing about organic is that, yes, it's organic, but A, it doesn't mean that the farmer wanted it to be organic the farm may have just collapsed because they weren't using organic uh, processes um, and they had to go organic. Organic does not mean that it tastes good or that it's a quality tea. Um, And organic doesn't mean that it's going to be a superior experience. And to me, making sure that the customer gets a superior experience with their tea is more important than if it's a fully organic. Um, I try and do teas that are at least natural. So even if they don't have a certification, um, that they are grown naturally, right? So if it says on my site, not organic, but grown naturally, it means they're trying to do organic, but they're either not certified or, or they're, they're doing the best they can, but they have to use a, you know, an herbicide, but they don't use a pesticide or something like that. Um, and it's very important to kind of ask those questions of your supplier, um, and even of your tea shop, you know, and make sure that you know what you're drinking. It's important to know what you're drinking, but it's, for me, it's not as important as offering only organic teas. Um, to have the most unique teas means you're not always going to be able to offer that, uh, you know, organic product. Also, the difference between organic uh, certified uh, between the different countries is just mind-boggling. Um, I don't know if you are familiar with any of this, but USDA, um, you know, if it's USDA certified, the U.S. sends out the same person every year. 
um, to certify the farms. In Europe, they send a different person every year to certify the farms if it's European organic. So you have a much better chance that there's no, you know, kind of funny business going on. I mean, to some people, it doesn't matter. But to me, as somebody who is going to be buying a great deal of tea, um, you know, I want to make sure that I'm getting the truth and I'm, you know, supplying as much transparency as I can to my customers and letting them choose on their own. So that's a good question, but a very complex answer. I'm sorry. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's a complex topic uh, because unfortunately, yeah. I think with the word organic uh, and all the good intentions uh, that surround the uh, interest for organic products, uh, organic as a professional term and organic as a marketing term, even if it's not even intended as a marketing term, and I'm sure as a person mm-hmm. who's actually studied marketing, uh, you're much more uh, well-versed in this than I am, but my perception is that the professional term organic is very divorced. Uh, it kind of has to be from the marketing term uh, organic, and even the marketing term organic is going to create uh, uh, a different concept in every individual consumer, or what the the implicit uh, uh, assumptions they make about what organic means as a as a kind of cultural capital that you could put on a product. Yeah, uh, is so divorced again from what you talked about the technicalities of. The, how the USDA runs the organic certification program and who they send out when and, and if they rotate that job. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's very difficult to cross that bridge. And one thing I, I know I learned um, in, in the both I learned it twice in, in both uh, tea store jobs I had was and even in non tea store jobs, what I've, any any public facing job I've had, I have wanted to just launch in to a college paper level, explanation of an interesting topic to somebody and within 90 seconds the conversation is basically over and I'm just talking at <laughs> so, <laughs> that's so frustrating yeah because I had it's having that conversation with with large groups of people uh, much less one person is, is even harder uh, so it's great then I think that you're um, you have education uh, as such a in- integrated part of your uh, your, your, your mission and how you run how you run caravan tea like you said it's part of your your the, the different tiers of your uh your subscription boxes well thank you Barry. it's very kind well okay well we i think we're we are uh kind of at at time here uh, i have run run through everything i wanted uh to say thank you aaron so much for being kind of the first real guest uh i had an intro where it was just me talking and i had an episode from a year ago that i just kind of threw out there just to just kind of as a bonus, because I was talking with the tea vendor. But this is the first real interview, so thank you so much for being the first uh, first person on Hot Leaf Juice uh, to do a full interview like this, to sit down for an hour. I really appreciate that. Uh, you are so welcome. So we can find you, and I'm going to put all this in the show notes, so we can find you at caravan-t.com. Mm-hmm. And you are also on Instagram. What's your Instagram for, is it? It's uh, at caravan co. so all one word. C-A-R-A-V-A-N-T-E-A-C-O. Okay. And I will absolutely put that, uh, the actual links to that in the show notes. Um, is there awesome. anything uh, you would like to, uh, is there any, any anything else you'd like to say before, before we uh, stop recording? <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, first, thank you so much for having me. I, I, this has, is my first uh, interview, my first official interview. And uh, I'm, I'm so happy that you decided to do this podcast. I know we were talking about it. Um, you know, uh, two weeks ago now. Um, but 
uh, I'm I'm just so happy that you jumped in and did it, and I'm 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 proud of you. I know that means very little since we we don't know each other that well, but uh, well done, and I think you you're doing a really great job. So thank you so much, and yeah, everybody can uh, find me at the website and on Instagram. Um, but if they have any tea related questions, they can just feel free to email me at e r i n dot w at uh, caravan dash t dot com, and uh, I'm happy to talk to about tea with anyone.